0: We are talking about Ransom. I don't know. Wait, Jack? 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 Jack. Okay. <laughs> it's like I forgot his name. We're talking about Jack Ransom in Lower Decks as part of our first officer series. Ashlyn, we are almost done with this series. Ah, how? How is that possible? Literally, how did we get here? I guess we did it. You know, we're here. And I'm really excited to be talking about Lower Decks today. We're going to have pretty much completely opposite episode than you heard last time in Discovery. This one's very streamlined. We're going to talk about Ransom as a First Officer on the Cerritos. I think also we're going to briefly talk about a Klingon First Officer that we see in one of these episodes I want to bring up too. Yes. Um, but Rihanna, before we do any of that, we have to thank a few people... We would like to thank Wolfwit, Rick Mason, John T. Bold, Gildara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter Even, Anna Post, T Alexander, Ivan Fetch, and Michelle, my bell, for being <laughs> patrons of our podcast. Thank you all so much. We are especially excited to welcome Wolfwit, who just became a patron yesterday. And Rihanna and I like squealed. We were so excited. So we're so pumped. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. And now, Rihanna. So, (laughs) this was a funny watch list. Uh, So, to prepare, we watched Temporal Edict, Strange Energies, Wage Douge, and The Least Dangerous Game. Woohoo! And this has to be noted. We are recording this episode. The most recent release of Lower Decks was Season 3, Episode 5. So, we... Of course, we're not going to be talking about episodes we haven't seen. So sorry if like a really great Ransom episode comes out this week. (laughs) You know, that's how it goes. I have to say that this is our only weakness, Rihanna. Like we're such, Mm -hmm. we we do so many amazing things on our podcast, but all the new stuff, it doesn't age well. Um, No. But as always, we will be making up for it. We talked about this last week. We have a lot of makeup uh, series to do because we have so many new Star Trek, we have so much new Trek content that's always coming out. So yeah. I'm very excited about that. Um, I also have to well, note. Oh, sorry. yeah. Go ahead. I do have to say something on that tail end about Prodigy. Yes. Um, in similar vein, while we're not waiting for Lower Decks to finish to talk about Ransom, because uh, we already have so much content, we are going to be postponing our Prodigy First Officer episode uh, because. We do not have enough Gwen content yet. We don't even know if she's technically first officer or what's going to happen. And we are so close to the release of part two of season one of Prodigy. So we're going to be watching that and then going back to do a quick episode as a wrap up of the first officer series later on for Prodigy. Um, Yeah, and Rihanna, October 27th is when we are getting these new episodes. So Rihanna and I just figured, let's wait it out. Let's see what happens. And then we can do more catch up on Prodigy. So thank you all for hanging in with us. We will deliver after part two (laughs) of season one is out. We absolutely will. We're very excited for that. Uh, But look forward now to our Strange New Worlds episode next week, covering Una both... In the 60s and today. Yeah, and that's the last episode of our first officer series, which I think this is going to be, it's going to be a great way to go out. Very excited for it. And then as we announced last week, we will be moving on with our spooky series. And I thought about it. I slept on it. That is the official title. We're going with spooky. It's the double S (laughs) Duras sisters series. So very, very excited about that. This past weekend, all my neighbors were putting up their Halloween decorations, and even though it's not even October yet, the wow. the season is flowing within us, so I can't I'm wait jealous. to get started. Yeah. I want to put up my decorations right now, because you just said that. <laughs> I know. Honestly, my I have a... Uh... My in-laws are coming tomorrow, and I was very tempted to decorate, but I'm just going to hold back. We're doing so much cleaning as it is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to pile on some decorations as well. Exactly. (laughs) I also have to note before we dive into Ransom, LOL, um, that the tradition of us dressing up or having action figures for the First Officer series is not over. I wear with pride almost every other day my lower decks outfit and so today i am wearing it again this is actually the time to wear it, is when we're recording a lower decks episode um yeah yeah so we will post a picture um of rihanna and i smiling and i'm in yes. my outfit as usual and there there's no action figures do you have any action figures for lower decks rihanna no but i will pick a random one out of the bag and that will be my representative of today oh let me do the same hang okay. on let me do the same. <laughs> We are searching, searching. This is the sound of me digging into my bag. I'm trying not to feel their size. Just trying to pick a random one, waiting for Ashlyn to get back. Wait, wait, and wait. And here she's back. Okay, hang on, Rhianna, let's okay, hear Okay, you can hear the, hear the figures going. We really need to like organize our action figures in a better way than just in a bag. Yeah, we both just have tote bags. Yeah, we <laughs> <so>. It's, it's <laughs> pending. Okay, I'm a little okay. scared. This might not be a trick, but we'll see. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> mine are in their own separate trek bag. Oh well, geez. Okay, I looked. It wasn't a trek, so hang on. Um, oh. She did a sneak peek. Okay, okay let's I have see mine. Who we have. All right, one. in three, two, one, show it. <gasps> What? RG. I got Benjamin Cisco. I have Odo. You can hear. Wow. They're um, not oiled body parts. And <laughs> the crick crack of the Cisco is here, <laughs> as well as the sloshing sounds of Odo. Yeah, you would think Odo would be a little more oiled up since he's supposed yeah. to be like a gel man, but it's fine. <laughs> I really like that we have a Deep Space Nine theme because Lower Decks is. Like does not mention a lot of Deep Space Nine, <laughs> so this is us hoping for more. No one does. Well, Mariner did serve on DS Nine, so I guess that was just, the connection yeah, that's true. that the gods chose to give us. The uh-huh, prophets, the I should prophets. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get more Deep Space Nine soon. We know, so we're very excited. Okay, well, rihanna it's time. This is a good question. Um, if you could choose anyone on the Cerritos, except for Jack Ransom to be first officer, who would it be and why? I am going to do Brad Boimler. Nice. I feel like he he served his time on the Titan. He has experience. He helped uh, Freeman during the temporal edict, even if it wasn't the, his desired uh you know, he didn't want to be, have the Boybler effect named after him, but <laughs> it's still like their rapport there was really good. Of course, it's awkward because she started out, Freeman started out by asking Boybler to spy on Mariner, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope that their relationship would have, would be repaired by the time uh, Boybler would be first officer. But I think he's like the obvious candidate out of the characters we see most frequently. Uh, He is just, he's Boimler, you know? Like, what was there to say? He's ready for first officer position, even if he's a little too too stuck up about things. I think him and Freeman could have a really interesting uh, (laughs) crew. I think that's a great choice of all the lower deckers. He's probably, like, the calmest? (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) I I don't know if that's right, but um, I like your pick. I want to say to lynn the vulcan but i'm not allowed because she does she's not on the cerritos you're allowed to say anything but sh- uh, julian not... said shelby so okay okay then okay to lynn a f <laughs> to lynn is my choice i think even with freeman's kind of like chaotic energy i think she mm-hmm. would be amazing Because to Lynn, like by comparison to everyone else on the Cerritos who are like running wild, she would be so like Vulcan and controlled. Mm -hmm. But she she stands up for herself. She has like really great instincts. She's Mm -hmm. so smart. And I feel like she's perfectly suited for the chaos of the Cerritos. And so I think her and Freeman would be a good pair. Also, she's really young. Oh man, I just, wow. I want this so badly. Why did you choose the best answer? That's amazing. I love Talyn. Um, Thank you, if anyone... I They think that she has to be transferred onto the Cerritos, like, please, at some point. <laughs> I know, seriously. Well, and for anyone who forgot, Talyn is in the episode Wage Douge. Yeah, yeah. go watch it yeah. if you haven't seen it in a while. I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but I just, yeah. Um, I ha- yeah, I had to remind you, pause it and watch it and cry of joy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Wow so exciting thank you ashlyn yes um okay well here let's do it um this is another one where we did not go back to the pilot Uh, Mm -hmm. and very similar to the original series. That's the only one we have not talked about the pilot for, I think because it's episodic and Mm -hmm. we don't really like, there's no scene where ransom like comes onto the bridge and everyone's like, wow, sir. And you know, Mariner or uh, hello, Captain Freeman. Yeah. 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 Freeman (laughs) doesn't, Freeman doesn't test him to put the drive back together manually. You know, there's, (laughs) there's nothing like that here. We just see established, Bridge Crew, establish lower decks, here we go. Yeah, I think you're so right. This is really a return to the original series in more ways than one, you know, because this is one of the first this is the first animated series since the animated series in the seventies. And of course, it's just filled with TOS and TNG, really just Trek references in general. And we thought too, Ransom is possessed by you know, he's bitten by that bug on the planet and he starts eating flesh so we're like he's not really even himself he (laughs) can't really we can't judge him on his flesh eating habits so he ate so many people (laughs) (laughs) how much flesh did i eat That's all you got to know about that. Oh him in that episode. Uh, well, so the first episode that we really get to know him is in Temporal Edict. This is the mm-hmm. third episode of season one. So r- right off the bat, I'm getting the sense that Jack is really—I'm just going to call him Jack. I'm—I'm I'm like sort mm-hmm. of attracted to him. So basis. I'm going to—I'm going to say <laughs> Ooh, on a Jack. first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think right away he is very positive, uh, because Freeman is having a lot of negative comments about, um, like, what's happening on the ship. She's just, like, angry. She just found out about buffer time. And Ransom's like, we're great. It's totally fine. Like, you're an awesome captain. You know, like, he just keeps bouncing off her. And it seems like his her negativity just does not affect him. And I think that's totally. a really good thing to have. Absolutely. He does have a very sunny disposition on things most of the time. And I do like uh, that the start of this episode, we have... Uh, Freeman thinking that she's going to be initiating this like peace summit between the Cardassians and like some other species and stuff. She like prepared everything, she was ready to go. And I love that we start with Ransom's first officer's log. You know, he's like, oh, we're so excited, everything's going to be great. And then he's like, wait, I just got something, I'm reading it. He's like, oh no, she's not going to like this. And yes. so I think that is, he knows right away, he knows her. We're going to see this later on as well, you know, that he's really in tune with her and the way that she's going to react to situations. And so it's just cool to see. Absolutely. And I, I also noticed that they are, I would say, like a typical First Officer-Captain pairing where it's it's, like i i don't know like ransom could be paired with anyone it seems like Mm -hmm. you know like he's he's definitely using this as a stepping stone to be captain he's like right on that path to be a great Mm -hmm. captain um there's an age difference in them that we don't see with a lot of other captain first officers i mean freeman is like married she has a kid Mm -hmm. and i feel like um ransom might be closer in age to mariner like Mm -hmm. like maybe only a little older than her And so I think that's good too. Like, I think he brings like his spirit, not to say that Captain Freeman at all, like seems older. Like she has a lot of spirit as well. Oh my God. But I just think for a, like, especially if a female captain, a male first officer, there's no romantic anything going on, which I really love. I'm so, Mm -hmm. I'm so here for that. And I think the role of Ransom himself is kind of like a Riker you know, yeah. like is a kirk, is a is a classic Starfleet officer, like classic white male. Um uh, yes. and so I just think it's a good choice for this show to kind of have like a blank do you know what I'm trying to say? Like he's just like totally. he's like a ken doll. <laughs> yes. You know well, and I love that ken doll. That's a good way of putting it. I feel like he also this is sort of a Picard Riker situation, but not, you know, like you're saying the age difference and um how ransom sort of bright-eyed coming in, you know, and we don't see him from the beginning, but there is a difference to them, and that dynamic is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I really like this episode because we do start to get more of his personality and get mm-hmm. to see who he really is, um, especially when he's ordering, when everyone is taking down, they're, like, packing the shuttle with uh, boxes, and this is what all the lower deckers are doing, and Ransom just has yeah. his foot up on a crate, and he's, like giving a speech, it seems like, yeah. <laughs> like, kind of telling everyone what to do. And Mariner's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm commanding. Literally. Like, dude, oh you know, he's just, he seems so stuck up and so annoying, and he tells Mariner to roll her sleeves down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yet,
0: I also kind of respect him because he's like, hey, I'm going to be really straight-laced, even though I'm this, like, really cool, like, awesome guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. He does have, like, dimensions to him, but... Mariner, I think, puts it perfectly. She's like, he has so much ego, and that's what stops him a lot of times from like getting his hands dirty with the lower deckers and helping them move crates. You know, like we've seen Riker would do that. He's like, he's not gonna sit there and command, he's gonna sit there, command and help. You know, (laughs) like there's a way to do both, and I think he lets his ego get in the way of that sometimes. Yeah, and so I do love though that Mariner is there because she provides the perfect balance for him and the perfect like opposite you know almost in a different way than what we see between him and freeman obviously very different yes absolutely and i think that especially comes to light when they're trapped together down on the planet Mm -hmm. because of course it turns out the ensigns who were stacking all the boxes like the bullion packed the wrong box and he brought he brought wood down instead of crystals and this species love they're literally like crystal worshipping freaks
1: yeah. so they <laughs>
0: they hate the wood worshiping Word-loving, people yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so this causes a whole thing between them and uh the whole crew is captured the whole like away team is captured Ransom and Mariner are in a cell together and then the other the rest of the crew is gonna be crushed by this crystal unless one yeah. of them comes forward and does um <laughs> combat or trial by combat I just I love it's so classic yeah like what is this the 2260s am I James T. Kirk like yeah. what's happening <laughs> I'm surrounded by spears it's yeah. just a great yes. moment. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching Gamesters of Triscalian again, you know, like, here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I th- I think, uh, so yeah, so that moment that they have in the cell is, I think, really shows off, like, both their personalities. They're both competitive, and they both really want to fight. Um, yeah. I think they have that heroic streak, you know, where Ransom yeah. has this ego. He wants to show off, and he wants to save his team. Mm-hmm. And he knows he can win. Mariner yeah. feels like, okay, this guy has lost total control of the situation. And so like I always do, I'm going to come in and I'm going to help out. And yeah. I'm going to save the day. Because a Mariner has a little bit of that ego as well. Totally. That's why they butt heads so much because they're so similar. Like I'm seeing this the whole time. I'm like, you guys just need to like talk <laughs> about the things that you agree about. Like, But, you know, they disagree so much on command and rank. And I love when they're arguing about who should fight, Mariner's like, who cares about rank? Like, it doesn't matter down here. And Ransom said, rank means everything always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so that's their like huge difference. Yeah. Yes, I love that quote too. I think that says everything about him, you know, like even though mm-hmm. he has this ego and he works out, he, like his goal is <laughs> to be captain and to rank yeah. up and just crush it, you know? yeah. Well, I think too, he has this deep devotion to Freeman, you know, we see it when we're not going to talk about it much, but like when she thinks that she's going to transfer to a different ship and not bring any of her senior officers with her and Ransom is like really hurt that she didn't tell him or anybody. And so I think he has like a really deep connection with Freeman because, you know, the rank is so strong and he believes in rank so much that he's going to be like really loyal to his to his captain that's a great point rihanna that's totally true um Mm. well and i think also so he ends up stabbing mariner's foot (laughs) because it's like i'm the one who's going down there i'm saving my i'm saving our crew our away team because she keeps saying yours but i think that choice to make to stab mariner's foot is like really bold and it does come from that devotion to captain freeman and a devotion to his crew because he he's you know, he's dad. He's not gonna let the kids get killed on the away mission exactly. to a spear civilization. You know, yeah, a crystal civilization. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I, this is one my favorite part of the episode. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Where I like mm-hmm. Ransom, so does Mariner, because when he's <laughs> like having the battle with Vendor. <laughs> he like is shirtless and he's talking about protocol and um mariner's like that was kind of hot oh my god get it together mariner like what's happening that was hilarious and then later at the end of the episode they have a reconciliation where he ransom goes and talks to her in sickbay and says i'm like please give me a heads up before you file your report and i'll be able to like talk to captain freeman And she's like, I'm not going to report you for stabbing my foot, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to make a sick scar. And honestly, it was really cool to see what you did down there. Like, it's a nice touching moment. You can see, like, maybe they have some, like some yeah. te- sexual tension. They're or- like leaning into kiss. Y- looks like. Yeah, and then Ransom's like, come on in, boys. And then the security <laughs> officers come and they throw her in the brig for not rolling up her sleeves. And then, because Mariner's like, I will bathe in your blood. Yeah. I'll dance in your blood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, oh my God, that was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she's like, I'm going to kill you. Like, she's literally <laughs> screaming at him. It is so funny. I just love their relationship. It's very, like, mm-hmm. I would, it's so chaotic oh my god when people i think see it too they see this sort of like tension between them sometimes and um people you know like the visiting captain asked her like have you seen ransom's torpedo or whatever yes. and so it's just like dang like everyone's asking but it's also such a difficult line to cross because what you're like first year commanding officer and your mom's the captain, yeah. <laughs> and he's first officer. And his like sleeping with the captain's daughter does not sound like a good plan. <laughs> if you want to rank up or get in Freeman's or stay in Freeman's good books, no, you know? I think the only thing, the only time that could happen was in season one when nobody knew. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, like that's down the drain. I do Can ship them low key. I think that'd <laughs> yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so now we are jumping all the way to season two and talking about strange energies we just reviewed this on the patreon a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago so i have seen it very recently besides watching it again today yeah um but uh, i think it's a great ransom episode and it really shows a lot of the struggles he's been having and mariner and captain freeman are working together kind of as sidekicks and it seems Mm -hmm. like mariner has like you know a lot of say over (laughs) captain freeman's command decisions and that's yeah it's like dicey to me it's crazy Mm -hmm. no wonder ransom is so mad he's so frustrated it's understandable because ransom is also seeing that they're not even enjoying the way that they're interacting because for freeman it's putting a lot of stress on her she's like i want to maintain a good relationship with mariner but you know i can't like just cater to her any whim but Mariner's like hey i can use this to do secret missions and stuff but Also, it just feels weird going through to your mom to be like, hey, can I do this thing? But, uh, and Ransom's just in the middle of it, you know? And so I think that that really bothers him. It would bother me too. That would be so annoying, especially because I assume this is his first duty posting as a first officer. You really want to soak up everything that you possibly can from your captain and having, kind of sharing this first officer position with Mariner is totally unfair. So... I agree with him, you know, and, like, like, as you said, like, they're not happy either, really, in this arrangement. Mm-hmm. This is another, like, ransom gets uh, affected by an alien thing. So he uh, is down on the planet trying to make the species, like, choose a code number
1: <laughs> for, yeah. like, their
0: contact <laughs> number, whatever, for Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And Mariner's power washing the buildings. A beacon is activated. It's about to hit Mariner, and actually... Ransom saves her and pushes her out of the way, yeah. and he gets hit by the strange energies, similar as Dr. Ta'ana says to what hit Gary Mitchell. Yes, the best reference. <laughs> I, what I love too is like nothing about Ransom, but Ta'ana just is so obsessed with Gary Mitchell. Like yeah. she does a bunch of research at the beginning of the episode, and then she keeps going back over and over again. Yeah. And she's like, she's well, like, but the boulder. The boulder. <laughs> and she, and then like the next scene, she's like, I'm gonna go get a boulder. And then in the last she scene, does. she has a forklift with a boulder. <laughs> and yes. I just, oh, I love her so much. Bring that energy into your daily life. <laughs> yes. Like, say you're going to get a boulder, and then go get go that damn boulder. Get and where did she get the <laughs> forklift? I love it. I mean, Ransom Hut was making his whole world into gym equipment, so maybe that included, like, <laughs> machinery. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, so this episode is kind of a ransom episode. You know, we get to see a lot of his psyche when he is hit by the strange energies. You're right, he does it to save Mariner from it. Uh, he soon becomes godlike, and I think immediately it all starts to go to his head, no pun intended, because that is, you know, his giant head. Tries to grab the Cerritos. He bites the Cerritos. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go kind of something you hear every day. Like, <laughs> has a first officer ever bitten the, the starship before? I think that's a first. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, wow. I loved when Ransom became godlike, and he has some line like, "I am the ultimate being," and then Stevens like throws himself on the ground, and he's like, "He's right. All hail Ransom." <laughs> 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 just, Stevens just kills me <laughs> that is so phenomenal I think it's just it's hilarious because yeah he does he is very popular Just <laughs> Stevens and I think a lot of people either side with like oh Ransom's really hilarious and fun and like you know fun to be around or they're like oh my god he's so annoying <laughs> you know on the crew at least and so it's interesting to see that different people react to this but um yeah, and then he starts like ruining their uh, structures, like he takes away the <laughs> museum of popular culture or popular, popular music. music. Yeah, yeah. Seems <laughs> um, like and... you don't really need that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and he's making his citizens into making the citizens into ransomites, and they're all um, working out. <laughs> yeah, and they all have his face. And the poor leader, he's like, don't transform my constituents. <laughs> like, This is just, you know, literally a man- manifestation of Ransom as most frustrated with the biggest ego you could have and the most power like in the world. Yeah. He's like, I'm stronger than Gary Mitchell. You know, <laughs> He was an ant and I'm a lion. <laughs> well, I love when he is the big kid taking a bite out of the Cerritos captain freeman's doing all these things to try to calm him down you know she's thinking mm-hmm. classic starfleet like i can reason with him once yeah. i get to his core he'll be able to mm-hmm. um to calm down even with those rock hard abs um yeah and she tries praising him because at first he gets weaker he's like oh man validation feels so good <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> um, but then she praises him so much that he's like I want to be the captain. And so yeah. I thought that shift was really interesting. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, if I'm so qualified, then why don't I be in command instead? Which, you yeah, know, we talk is... a lot about overqualified first officers. First officers, yeah. Well, and this is where he really also diverges from Riker because Riker was so like held back, you know, in taking command positions. And Ransom is just like, let's go, I'm ready. I think he clearly sees himself either captain, captaining the Cerritos one day or transferring somewhere else, you know? Oh, yeah. Personally, like Captain Freeman, when he says this, she's like, mm, <laughs> no, like, not quite. I'm the captain, you know? Yeah. But I agree. He's not ready to be captain right no. now, I don't think. Or I feel like he's – that ego's a little bit too big for him to be captain, and I think he's perfect just as he is in First Officer. Yeah, personal. He needs some growing time. Yes. I mean, the only thing it turns out to calm down Ransom is a swift (laughs) kick to the balls when (laughs) that's what Mariner does, plus a rock provided by (laughs) Ta'ana. Yes. Oh, a great combination there. I love that, that that's the thing that's gonna destroy Ransom and get him back to get the strange energies out of him. But isn't that kind of perfect because he's being so like egotistical and crazy and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, just literally hit him in his weak spot, like in his manhood and he will calm down. Exactly, exactly. Get rid of that like weird masculinity shield you got going on there. Exactly. Okay, well, I'm very excited to talk about Wage Douge, and this is yes. the only other First Officer I want to talk about. Man, yeah, this is a fantastic episode. I've seen it three times total, but it's been a long time since I rewatched the entire episode. Mm-hmm. I think for feminism we talked about Talin, so that was the last time, but I only watched the Talin part, so it was a, it was a oh, yeah. wonderful time to rewatch this episode. We basically go through all the different Lower Decks from a, like different species and different uh, space organizations. Rihanna... Um, remind me who else do we see in this episode um, cause we see like what Klingon ship, Vulcan ship Paglin ship, Borg ship <laughs> oh I love the Borg part yeah uh, we, we get a lot of perspectives here we have uh, Talin as we mentioned earlier from the Vulcan ship do not remember its name like Shakar or something Ciroc class <laughs> vessel for sure <laughs> yeah it's gotta be that god tier Ciroc class always Um, But then we also have the Klingon vessel Cheetah. And um, Ma'a is our lower decker who is really desperate to be first officer and who is going out to get it in this episode. Yes, I absolutely adore Ma'a. He became one of my favorite Klingons. The situation... Okay, so like the Klingon segment opens on ma'a talking to like the other lower deckers and he's saying i really want to become captain like i gotta work hard you know Mm -hmm. like just really start really want to rank up he goes to the bridge suddenly there's a fight between the captain and the first officer and this is extremely common on klingon ships because that's how you advance it's kind of like the mirror universe where if your captain starts acting weird you can just kill him in a Mm -hmm. challenge and same with the first officer in this case the first officer lost and so yeah. they need a first officer. And the captain says, I will give the job to anyone who can impress me today. Mm. So this starts Ma'a and his quest to suck up to him all day long. He does all these, like, terrible chores. He's walking the Targ. He The, the like, drunk guy falls on him. Oh, poor guy. He's having, yeah. yeah, he's, like, he's pouring drinks. Kind of, like, meaningless, you know, like, just grunt work. Mm-hmm. i think the captain's trying to take advantage of him but then he actually impresses him by remembering this like do you remember what yeah the battle rack de clack yes it was. it was a glorious day apparently <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's really impressed he was like i didn't know someone so young knew this battle um so that's you know that gets him into his good books to like be honorable with his traditions well, and he's a very like passionate Klingon too. And so mm-hmm. I think the captain he's like, Oh man, our ideals really line up. Like, let's do it. You're my you're my number one. Yeah. Uh, the thing that is like it starts getting sketchy though because it like it, the two thirds of the way through we realize that the Klingons and the Paclids, like this captain has been working with the Paclids, like giving them weapons to like try to attack the Federation, basically trying to start a war. He believes that Klingons be now that they're at peace, are a weaker society and that they're not warriors anymore and this is like so old-fashioned and like it's going to get me riled up about klingon culture just because of like how far they've come and how much has changed in the last 200 years and i just love ma'a because he's not afraid to stand up to the captain and say hey you know peace is actually in our best interest and we should like honor our contract with that we have with the federation because the Pakleds are not honorable people exactly i think he's a klingon who wants to fight for peace and he even mentions that like there are other men like you or who tried to like dismantle peace and failed and so you know he's talking about like kittimer you know and i just think that that It's really cool that, again, he knows his history and he's ready to fight for peace. Yes, I love this. And I'm just proud to see, like, this next generation of Klingons say, like, stand up to other Klingons who have this ideal, like, oh, we can only be happy if we're warriors and killing everyone. Like, that's just not true. Yeah. So I I just love to see this this new uh, Klingon generation that's being risen up right now in the 24th century. Yes. it made me happy to see, too, that the bridge crew actually takes him seriously because at the end, they get into a fight, the captain mm-hmm. and and Ma'a, and Ma'a ends up winning the fight, and he's captain. So, you yeah. know, it's what everyone hated about Star Trek 2009. We got a cadet <laughs> to captain moment right here. Literally, we just talked about this with Tilly as well. Like, yep. wow, he's out here. Ma is making strides, and he was able to warp out of there before you know, like they could destroy the Cerritos, and he brought his like the, the captain's body back to Kronos into the high command to like turn him in and be see, show him like, hey, this was the guy who gave the Peruvian bomb yeah to the Paklets. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, I love Love this, and I'm glad to know that even though he was just a lower-decker, he knows the proper chain of command, and he's like, I'm taking this dude right to the High Council, because this is not going to go well. Literally so true. Um, The ransom part of this episode is basically no first officer moments, but it is worth talking about, because basically Boimler feels bad because he doesn't have a bridge buddy, and everyone else does. He's going from person to person. It's all failing terribly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then once he gets to ransom, it's like his last chance to make a friend. And so he lies and says he's from Hawaii with this benzite and human and ransom. It's like this like Hawaii group that they have. Mm-hmm. They all say they're from Hawaii. Boimler's feeling increasingly guilty about it as he goes on. It's not culturally sensitive to say, Mm -hmm. like, to lie about being from Hawaii. It's just not cool to do. And so Boimler's feeling so guilty. And then finally, when they're having this fight with the Paclids and things become more serious, Boimler comes clean and he's like, I'm not from Hawaii. And then no one is. No one. No one. It turns out they're all from the moon except for Boimler, like different moons. (laughs) (laughs) True. Two moons, yeah. Yeah, like a ti- a moon on Titan and then like the Earth moon. Yeah. Which um I want to be from the Earth moon. Yeah. Well, no, Dang. I think the Benzite guy is from one of his Benzite moons. Bijou oh, or something. I think you're right. Yeah. I think yeah that makes more that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Poor Boyms is cast out again. Yeah. But the thing I really liked is that. Uh there's, like, an ensign who somehow seems even, like, more nerdy than Boimler. Um, yeah, somehow. He, yeah, he, like, comes up to Boimler at the end at the bar and is like, hey, like, can you, like, can we talk through some things, like, about ranking up or like he kind of looks like a cadet almost yeah he's he's got like a different uniform he's a baby boy like what's he doing um but he has some questions for boimler and he says that ransom was the one who suggested that they talk together he and he said that he's the most organized person on the ship which is (laughs) Mm -hmm. extremely true Mm -hmm. i kind of underestimated ransom's ability to like take things seriously you know and uh, kind of like understand people on a deeper level But he clearly understands Boimler a little bit more than he used to because of this whole interaction. So I think it ends up going well for Boimler. That was so cute. And I think we continue to see a good relationship for them. They have um, a lot of times where he recommends Boimler for some mission and then mariner's there to mess it up you know and take him off the mission but ransom's always there to literally at one point he was like ah but boy you're so promotable <laughs> <laughs> he's like i gotta lift weights and he's like you're currently lifting weights oh my <laughs> so, gosh yeah, yeah that was like an earlier episode where they're trying to choose who to uh send to the titan and, yeah. but they just found out, he just found out Mariner is Freeman's daughter. So that's why yeah, everyone's that's freaking so out. That's so funny. Uh, that's so good. Um, okay. Well, Rihanna, shall we go on to the last episode? Yes, I love this one. This is one is new. I, I just am watching it for the second time. It is the least dangerous game from episode two of season three. This is the episode I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about is Ransom ready to be in command? And mm-hmm. this is what I would put in my essay about yes. why I don't <laughs> think he's quite ready. I'm happy to just keep going. Yeah, yeah. please. I, I'm ready for your essay. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Well, so the basic outline of this one is that in this one, basically, there's a broken elevator and mm-hmm. the Ransom, Mariner, Rutherford, and who's Billups. And Billups. I love... I, I get Billups and Stevens confused, unfortunately, yeah. because of the mustache. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It happens. I'm sorry to slander Billups that way, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. So they are all down together um Mariner believes that the engineers are going to work on the broken elevator and then she and Ransom as like the command liaison officers are going to go down and basically interact with the natives and yeah. we I think I'm assuming that these are the species from the next generation episode where Wesley's, like, running around and falls through the glass. I think they definitely make fun of that, but I think it's from the TOS one, because they had like, really orangey skin. Do you remember? Oh, geez. And, like, they worship, worship the volcano. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking about. But same kind of thing. They said health-based culture, you know, like, it's very much um, TNG-related as well. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, they're going to have a good time.
1: Yeah. But...
0: Ransom has been given, like, direct control over Mariner this season because she tends to go rogue, and both uh, her parents, the Admiral and the Captain, they both agree that there's kind of nothing else that they can do um, to kind of curb Mariner's, like, free spirit in Starfleet. And so basically, like, Ransom can can... significantly, like, punish her, like, send her away to a star base or reassign her, you know, if she steps out of line. Mm -hmm. And Mariner's really taking this seriously because she knows that Ransom can be really strict and, like, actually might punish her if she messes up. Like, she's, he's kind of the only one she's afraid of, I think. I mean, not really afraid of, you know, but, like, just afraid of enough to toe the line. Command structure-wise, especially. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And this is shown so much here when ransom decides as he admits later in a way to prove that she would disobey his orders she thought ransom was wrong um he said we're gonna stay up here fix the elevator the orbital lift mm-hmm. and rutherford and Phillips will go down and so you know their mariner is like so pissed off this whole time trying to like repair the lift but also like The situation starts to get increasingly bad after a bit on the planet. So they went in without an exposed navel to one of the (laughs) temples. And so they're going to get sacrificed to the volcano. It's just like, you know, a casual episode. (laughs) Ransom is still flat out refusing to go down and help them, you know, in this situation. Yeah, and this is it. This is why I'm frustrated, just like Mariner, because... He obviously did this as a way to punish her, you know, um to yeah. make her not have fun and you know, he's he's messing around, he's working out with the equipment, but he does not know what he's doing. No. And I he's think he's watching like a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> yeah, from the species. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. But Mariner, you know, she I mean, she's smart too, but she's not a really like she's not an engineer. And so I think she's relying on ransom to do a lot of the work too like they're supposed to Mm -hmm. work together to get this done like I in the beginning, I'm like, okay, ransom, ha, this, you know, this works. But when things actually start going bad, and he gets mm-hmm. the first check in from Billups, and he's like, this is really bad, I'm really freaking out. Yeah. He doesn't say, okay, let's switch, because the thing is, he could have left Mariner up there still. You know what I yeah. mean? And just he totally. could have gone down and let Rutherford and Billups come Shown back his up. his lava tubes. You're all good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. not worried that ransom can handle the situation at all. I just really think that him not coming in to rescue his officers is very immature of him and it shows that he's prioritizing this new control he has over Mariner over his command and his duties and that's just not cool you know yeah he was taking too much pleasure in it and seeing Mariner like suffering a bit and him having to like I have the say I'm in command and so I think he utilizes that to the extreme you know and then it almost gets the uh, Rutherford and Phillips thrown in a volcano. And so we see Mariner just finally being like, Oh my god, eff it, I'm going down. And she does the two thousand nine wonderful <laughs> <laughs> uh, like rocket or the, the shoot the suit landing. Yeah, yeah, where they like have to parachute down to this tiny little platform. The drill, that's what it was the drill. in yeah, in, a- yeah, in AOS. Oh my God. Amazing. And so she's halfway down when Ransom hails her and is like, I'm sorry you were right. I was trying to prove that. Like I said earlier, prove you would disobey my orders if you thought I it, they were wrong. And so Mariner, this is exactly what you're saying, <laughs> Ashlyn is this is her being like, okay, this could have dire consequences. If he does see that I actually did go without his <laughs> orders. Right. As he was like confessing, <laughs> um, And so she climbs all of those stairs to get to the, um, like, thank God he has to use the bathroom so she can get there on time. But then they have to... (laughs) <laughs> they have to parachute back down again. She's exhausted because she basically had to climb up this entire elevator yeah, to get back it's to broken, Ransom. Obviously. And like their health-based society. So it's like rock climbing <laughs> yeah. she has to do. Not just ladders and stairs I to climb thinking up. I was you, Ashley, yeah. with your rock climbing. Well, I was watching this with Danny, and both of us were like, oh yeah, that's a V8 in your gym, V4, V2 in mine. You know? Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Hilarious, Um, I love that. Yeah, we were really laughing about that. But also, Danny, the one thing he did say about this episode, because we've been watching the season together, is Mm -hmm. that he thought that Mariner shouldn't have gone back to the top and just been like, hey, I got a head start on you. Like, meet me down here. You know, and just just been honest and try to play it cool rather than, Mm -hmm. like, you know, going all the way back up and exhausting herself. Why didn't she just say meet in the middle even? Like, you could have said, oh, like meet me platform four instead of eight or whatever but she's, she's like so proud you know yeah yeah and so stubborn exactly like ransom is they both get themselves in trouble in these ways <laughs> yeah. their they're own worst enemy <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you know? exactly right yeah so once ransom finally admits i'm like okay but i just think that this should never have happened in the first place you know yeah. Um, especially, like, for me, I'm j- I am get really, like, hung up on diplomatic situations, too. I'm like, um, Ransom, you're not representing Starfleet very well right now. Literally. Like, come on, bro. And I'm always focused on my boy Rutherford. And I'm like, excuse <laughs> me, he needs help down there. Like, help him. He is <laughs> but a wee engineer. <laughs> um, yeah. Protect baby bear. So, yeah, this is, yeah, this episode is really telling of Ransom right now, you know, but I think that obviously there's room to grow always in Star Trek and that's the beauty yeah. of it. Um and in Lower Decks we've already seen some growth here.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm excited to see what continues to happen with the crew. Kind of contrary to Discovery, you know, we talked about everyone is like rotating positions all the time. Lower Decks is definitely a return to like, very stable command positions, but it's so much fun having the Lower Decks element thrown in because we don't focus as much on these higher-ranking relationships, but we still found a lot to talk about today, and I just, I love Lower Decks so much, and it, yeah, like, is it my favorite show some days? days, (laughs) It might be, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, Ashlyn, and I think it's just important to see, you know, how A first officer interacts with people in the lower decks because we don't get to see that a lot in every other show so this was a really fun perspective and yet again something i love so much about this podcast and love doing it with you ashlyn is getting to take these really fun turns that i wouldn't expect uh talking about Really specific parts of these twenty-four minute episodes, so thank you. I love it. Yeah, that's our specialty, Rihanna. Yeah, <laughs> niche. Yes, <laughs> niche. Jumping from a plot to b plot. <laughs> Literally. Well, Rihanna, um, how is Mister Cisco on your side? Your representative of the lower decks action figure is he hanging in? Okay. He's doing great. He's actually got his hands in the air. Um, ah, he's, like, partying already. Amazing. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> He loved this episode. Yeah, Odo, on my end, he's looking very serious. He's got his knees a little bent, hands together. Mm. Um, he really enjoyed. You could tell he was listening very closely to our conversation. Um, That's great. So, thank you, Cisco and Odo, for joining us today. Rihanna, thank you for joining us to for joining us as usual. I'm glad you didn't skip this week. <laughs> wouldn't dream of it can you imagine me talking to myself for an hour it would there's be a, terrible that one episode of dear hank and john where john talks to himself for an hour it's well, very insightful okay they that they were going through a really rough period there's actually a follow-up episode where hank talks to himself oh i need to hear that one. Oh my god okay. <laughs> i died i was thinking from a podcast perspective that that is just that's a nightmare it's too much that's just yeah. like a lecture at that point, you know? Yeah, I couldn't do this without you, Ashlyn, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really it. <laughs> so I'm so glad we were able to make this happen. I am so glad that we're going to be talking about Una next week with literally uh, <laughs> The Cage and yep. also Strange New Worlds. So that's going to be an effing journey. I can't wait to go on it with you. Very exciting, Ashlyn. We are actually it's so crazy. We talked about Ransom, who is voiced by jerry o'connell jerry o'connell yeah who happens to be the husband of rebecca romaine uh from strange new worlds who is una so that's insane we are going to be talking about first officers back to back husband and wife here we go (laughs) power couple amazing power couple. amazing wow so see you next time ashlyn strange new worlds and live long and prosper Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the eighth episode of our First Officer series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss Una in The Cage and Strange New Worlds. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and especially our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek trivia. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Duraw Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, and death fakeouts. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social Media and Marketing and Editing by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry, (laughs) Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done, dude.